Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the Business of Cannabis since 2017 through our web, social, video, podcast channels, as well as real world and virtual events. We've highlighted the company's brands, people and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. Before we get to our conversation with Angelo Tsabilis and Stephen Ng of WeedMD, a few announcements from Business of Cannabis. This Friday, join us for our Friday Lunch and Learn with Ian Dick. This is the first of a four-part series called Creating an Omnichannel Cannabis Retail Experience, presented by Shopify. It will highlight how retailers are setting up in Canada uh, and other places to be future-proof through thoughtful applications of this leading Canadian technology. Second, on Friday, May 22nd, Alan Brockstein, a 420 investor and New Cannabis Ventures, will be our Lunch and Learn guest talking about the state of cannabis investing. You can find out about both of these programs on our website, businessofcannabis.ca, by following us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Some news from today. Canopy Growth announced this week the departure of two more, two more, uh, C-suite executives, the chief commercial officer of recreational cannabis, as well as the chief operating officer are the latest uh, departures from the company. It comes on the heels of 200 plus folks that were let go um, uh, a few weeks ago, in addition to the 500 or so folks at BC facilities uh, about two months ago. Alifia Health released their financials yesterday and reported a $6.4 million positive adjusted EBITDA. And earlier in the week, they announced a $13 million bot deal um, through Aid Capital. So uh, interesting times in the cannabis sector for big licensed producers, which brings us to this week on Business of Cannabis Live. So tomorrow, Nick Pateris with Materia Ventures will join us. He is a Business of Cannabis crowd favorite, audience favorite, uh, formerly of Lyft & Co. and now heading up Materia Ventures in Europe. They launched products in UK, in the UK and made a major acquisition this week, or announced it uh, on the German market as well. On Friday, Afshin Musavian of Responsible Cannabis Use will be joining us to talk about what they have found that consumers know or do not know about how to buy legal cannabis today in the era of COVID-19. As always, thank you to our partners, Cannabis at Work and Cannabis Benchmarks for their ongoing support of the work at Business of Cannabis. Tomorrow, join us for a rundown of the job of the week presented by Cannabis at Work, the official human capital partner of the Business of Cannabis. Now, on to our conversation with Angelo Tsabilis and Stephen Ng, the CEO and CCO, respectively, of WeedMD. Enjoy. From WeedMD, nice to see you. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Um, you are the first people we have talked to in two months to be wearing sport coats. <laughs> I was going to say, given the whole COVID situation, it's it's it was nice to actually get out of bed and shave and not wear a tracksuit and uh, and sweats today. So uh, we got dressed up for you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. It really brings a level of sophistication to all the all this. Uh, it's good to see people um, in proper business attire, even though. I won't be one of those people for a long time. And, and the camera's lying because we are six feet apart. So it always adds I've actually, or something, right? <laughs> it's a magic of, uh, and you're, you're just outside of a grow. So it's uh, right. <laughs> magic of uh, internet TV. Yeah, for sure. 
uh, I, I, I'm glad we're connecting because we, um, we, we followed uh, WeedMD for a long time. We followed Starseed for a long time. There was a merger at the end of last year. And so we've been, we've been looking forward to connecting um, in the midst of that because there's some really unique and interesting things, not only to the merger, but really the way both WeedMD and specifically Starseed has actually approached medical cannabis, really. Like we'll start there with the idea that there is this built-in patient base there is a paid benefit to members of Leuna. Talk a little bit about what that means to uh, first to Starseed and then to the to the merger overall. Sure, and and you know from from the Starseed perspective, that that was always our primary focus was the whole medical angle, and and I believe that we took a very unique approach to delivering medical cannabis in Canada. Um, from our inception, we were always focused on uh, becoming more pharma-like and 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 being part of the industry in a way that was more consistent with the, with the way people were used to actually receiving and, uh, and getting their, their, their prescriptions. And so we, we worked specifically with Leuna and a few other unions that we've announced so far this year. Um, and really they're looking for an opportunity to find an alternative to the, the opiate crisis. Um, a number of construction workers, uh, just given the nature of their work, rely heavily on, on opiates and other pain medications as well as as other medications to help them sleep and for some mild forms of depression, anxiety. And so uh, recognizing that this definitely could actually help uh, from a health and wellness perspective, uh, we work very closely with the, the insurance providers, the union, the members, um, to make sure that we created a full end-to-end -end service platform where they could not only get the medical consultations they were looking for because you know, the medical community wasn't quite ready to, uh, to start prescribing uh, in, a, in, a, in a free-flowing format and so helping them through that product selection and then ultimately from a reimbursement perspective, whereby um, we're billing the insurance companies directly. So uh, we've had a, an incredible uh, rise so far. And, and obviously one of the, the, the key factors that comes in with, with being able to supply medical and consistent uh, medical grade cannabis was having some control over your supply. And so it became a natural fit with, uh, with the WeedMD folks uh, again, looking backwards at, at the end of last year to put this together, and uh, and it's been a great uh, a, a great story since. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's really hard to it's obviously hard to predict the future, but I but I can almost guarantee that when the merger was announced and sort of started being implemented and executed, this was not on the horizon. This sort of COVID nineteen scenario, and it has thrown sort of everybody for a loop in terms of planning and execution. But talk about um, you know. Talk about how that underscores the significance of what you have in place now, right? With with your different, um, uh, with now you know a major cultivation footprint, with a built-in patient base, with benefits. Um, talk a bit about how that uh, has sort of positioned you for the right now. Yeah, Jay. Jay, it's a great question because uh, you know we were thinking about it recently. I think I think if anything, it kind of reminds us of the frankly, the value and why, why the medical channel is, is quite an important one and, and a valuable one because people forget that uh, medical is a direct-to-consumer channel. And uh, in, in times like this, uh, it's been quite, quite a blessing to because, frankly, a lot of the infrastructure we have in place is kind of how the rest of the world is working now in terms of virtual consultations, direct-to-consumer shipment of product. And, you know, again, from a business standpoint, focusing on that kind of a distribution platform is, is so valuable because we get to sort of keep all of the revenues that are available in, in, in those types of sales without having to share with 
channel partners along the way, whether it's provinces, uh, cannabis clinics, or, or retailers. So it's really amplified um, our business, business on the medical side, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and I won't ask you to comment on this, but it has surprised certainly folks on this end at Business of Cannabis that folks have been not lax, but, but, but okay giving up that patient base over time when that appears to be you know, a built-in audience that in large respects you control and service and can make, you know, it's a great, it's a great patient experience relative to, you know, what, what is a fracture, certainly in Ontario, a fracture retail market. I don't want to ask you to comment on others, but I think it, it sort of underscores the importance of what you guys have done and will do. Yeah. And, and I would say it, it's not only the, the commercial side of it, but, but really underpinning the importance of that patient and, and keeping that patient in mind and, and helping them along that journey. Because the reality is for most individuals that are truly using uh, medical cannabis, it is novel. I mean, it is new, despite previous uh, experiences that they may have had. The idea of now dosing and getting a consistent effect um, is, is quite different. So a number of times they come back with questions and, uh, and they can contact one of our healthcare professionals. So it actually satisfies both sides, which is it's a great, it's a much better patient experience and, and it improves that patient, uh, patient journey. And it's a great way to, to maintain the commercial advantage as well. So yeah, I want to ask you, I want to shift a little bit because um, today's weather in Southern Ontario, notwithstanding, um, it is, believe it or not, springtime. Um, and I want to talk about what that means because as we followed last year, for sure, um, sort of WeedMD and the Strathroy uh, facility, uh, you know, property has an outdoor grow. And it, this, I know the weather doesn't say this, uh, but it is about to be outdoor growing season. What does that mean to, to, to you as a sort of now merged company, but also um, just going into year two of, of planting outside? Yeah. Definitely. You look outside the window, you, you wouldn't believe it's May in Toronto. Um, thankfully, we, we did not uh, begin planting uh, this week, although it was uh, it, it is imminent. Um, we have definitely started preparing the land and, and, and the, the grow team in, in Strathroy has done an incredible job of getting everything up and ready. And uh, they're, they're ready to go. So obviously, they're not outside today. But I mean, unfortunately, or fortunately, these are the realities of growing outdoor, right? These are all the risks that you face. And I have to say, um, I'm feeling a lot more confident than likely other LPs are feeling because, you know, we had a very successful cultivation or harvest last year. Um, we, a, a lot of what was uh, attempted last year, some of it was very much for research uh, and, and understanding which cultivars and which strains would do well and perform well in certain conditions. So we're going to take all those learnings, all of that uh, experience. And yes, while it's only one season, um, it's an incredible experience and in understanding uh, how to grow outdoor and grow at scale and, and, and do it well, because um, not only did we have uh, really high quality outdoor last year, we had one strain come back with about a 23% THC. So um, that's pretty successful when you couple that with the, uh, the economics of growing outdoor. Yeah, it's, it's better to be going into year two than year one in this uncertain times and <laughs> with this frankly crap weather, but, but at least you have a full year. It's probably, you know, it's a major advantage to have gone through a whole season. And, and as soon as you put your plants in the ground, we're going to put our plants in the ground here in our backyard. So we'll be watching what you guys are doing because you guys know well, best. Don't need any help. Yeah, seriously. I could use some, uh, some peat moss. I don't know. I don't, I'm really a bad grower, but, um, but, but it was, it was, it was um, interesting, to say the least, to watch from afar the sort of few LPs that had relatively 
large outdoor grows last year and just even watching basically the Instagram accounts to see if you could decipher how people were doing it. But, but I think it's without question that um, what yours looked like from afar um, was beautiful to, to see and certainly was a leg up on some of the others that we saw through social media, if that's the only way to view it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they did a great job. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. And I want, I just want to think sort of a last question sort of as we, you know, um, I don't know if we're coming out of this uncertain time, but sort of look ahead. And I know this is a challenge from publicly traded companies, but look ahead to 2020. Like what are the major things external to really WeedMD um, that, that you're looking to see? Is it, is it Ontario retail sort of ramping up? Is it increasing uh, sort of patient base because now people are sort of getting much more comfortable with telehealth? Like what, what are the key things that you are watching from a company sort of externalities that, that you think will have an impact? Yeah, I, I think you hit on uh, one, of, one of the big points, which is uh, retail rollout, not just in Ontario, but I would say nationwide. And it's probably taken a, a slightly different turn now with COVID, uh, not just in terms of how the rollout happens, but how those uh, interactions are, uh, are, are happening, uh, you know, for the remainder of the year. I think the other key point is, um, again, seeing how 2.0 products and new formats, uh, what the take up rate is. Uh, what the success is, does it end up looking like the experience in, in mature U.S. markets or, or um, do other categories sort of break out? So that'll be interesting as well. Um, so, um, I, you know, like you said, I mean, those are kind of the, the key hot buttons in, in the space. And I think they will sort of continue to be uh, um, for 2020. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the, just the entire approach of legalization in Canada has, has I think, by intent from Health Canada's perspective, been a slow rollout, right? Between you know uh, licensing first and foremost, then formats and how we roll it out recreationally. You know, new formats that came online really at the beginning of this year. But this is this you know going into sort of COVID nineteen, it's been really put a slowdown on uh, retail or at least people sort of on the street. But the idea that new products are rolling out and people are trying them now, even in the midst of this, because they have more time to sort of shop online, will be interesting to see when we get to a new normal and a new sort of shopping experience for consumers, what that means for new products and new services and you know, for patients the whole bit. Um, and and you know, kudos to you guys for the sort of strategy long-term that predates COVID, but is, is serving you guys up well. And we wish you luck in 2020 and look forward to connecting with you guys again. Thanks very much, Jay. Great. Great speaking to you. Thanks, and uh, if you need any extra farm hands, you know, I'm around. <laughs> I got lots of time. We'll cool. head out to Strathroy, no problem. I got little kids. We'll all come out. We'll plant. <laughs> so it's a slight, it's a slight change from apple picking, but you know, make an afternoon of it. Sure. They have overalls. We'll put gloves on them and mask. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Thanks, guys. Nice, nice to connect with you. We'll connect with you down the road. Thanks, Thanks so you much. too. Take care.